Thanks again, and we welcome you to the second episode of The Real World. We're currently broadcasting from the Grand Army Plaza Library. I'm here today. My name is Bakaj Mawal. I'm here with Brother Danny Kamal. Mm-hmm. And we're here once again. Um, basically, the show, like we said, it's about spitting the real mixed with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Put together, you know? And I think us two could give a very good background. And could give very good insight on those issues. We thank all the viewers that are here with us today. We thank you all the supporters that have been supporting us. Um, shout out to everyone that's been joining in with us. And we hope to give you this every Monday around mm-hmm. 7, 7 30. You see, today our background is official. I finally got the tripod popping. <laughs> uh, we're moving up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week we was in the basement. Today we in the library, you know? Yeah. One day maybe. We might be in the broadcasting place, you never know. Definitely, definitely. So, Brother Stan, anything you want to say? Um, it's basically an honor and a privilege to be around greatness. This is a good man, a man of vision, a man who loves God, a man who's family-oriented. We're looking forward to doing some big, big things. We don't want to just, just have this broadcast. We also want to do community service as well, promoting positive things because we need more service leaders like this amazing man right here. So let's make it happen. I see we had somebody, um, Ash Ash Monet. That's we must be a people. Want to give a shout out to Ash Monet. Shout out to Ash Monet. Yeah, Ash Monet. Everybody else watching. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, so Sam, let's talk a little bit about community service and why you think it's so important and how and why is it so important to you. Well, for me, um, for me, I think Christianity, Christianity shouldn't just be um, preaching the word, which is a good thing. Christianity should just just be just praying and and coming together in fellowship. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. However, I feel like Christianity should be bigger than just Sabbath keeping, um, veggie eating, um, Bible quoting. Those things are good, but I think when you, I know for a fact that when you read your Bible, you carefully examine the Word of God and you see what Jesus was about. He was more about going outside than being inside and I think that is very very important very very essential for us to do that we need to show people the love of God there's a lot of people out here that are hurting there's a lot of people out here that are going through life struggles there's a lot of people who's thinking about thoughts of suicide there are a lot of people who want to give up there's a lot who want to give in and we who represent Jesus Christ we need to show people the we need to show people the 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 the, the gospel. Really show people the gospel through the love of Jesus Christ. So I think it's very in I think it's very imperative. I think it's very essential for us to show the gospel of Jesus Christ. Forgive me for my because I'm also using my phone as well too. So you know we we're promoting as well. So I think it's very important that you know as Christians People need to see Jesus. People need to hear Jesus. People need to feel Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So it's very, very key. Um, if there's any questions you guys can ask, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people. I want to give a shout out to Tamika for just sharing this video, reposting it. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy, uh, my uncle Jerry Michelle. I see you have a couple of people here. My man just giving you a shout out just now. Yeah, you know what That's what's up. That's what's up. See Tori, Tori. Okay. You know what I mean? If there's any questions you guys can ask, we just 
talking, we were about to do something. Talk to me. You have your input, baby. Okay, my input is I think community service is important. Shout out to Brother Milo with the outreach program. Brother Milo always doing what you got to do yeah, for the yeah, Franco Haitian yeah. Youth Federation. Yeah. Shout out to the Franco Haitian Youth Federation. Yep. A rally day is this Saturday. And um, Friday night. And Friday night. Yep. Best at Hebron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think majority of the people nowadays, especially people in church, like, they're so distant from the people outside that I feel like they scared them in a way, you mm, know? Yeah. I feel like, you remember when we was younger, we used to go out and we used to have that little bottle thing and then we used to act for quarters, we used to hang out pamphlets, yeah, we used to yeah, yeah, outreach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't really do outreach anymore in churches. Mm. It's almost like, to me, churches become more political almost. That's true. It's like everybody's out for their own position, mm-hmm. everybody's out for themselves. Even I myself, I have a position in church, but I try not to be mainly focused on my position. That's I true. try mainly to be focused on the youth themselves. And I think that's what kept me so close and so popular amongst the youth is because mm. it's because I'm always with the youth. Shout out to Cruz Gunner. <laughs> Shout out to my son Chris. Chris like he Nah, listen, yo, yo, we want you to Chris. come through, come through. Yo, come through. Would you come through next, next, next Monday if you want? You yeah. Come through. yeah, Chris, we here every Monday. But yeah, like I was saying, like I always yeah. stay close to the youth. I always stay close to the young people because the young people, like, they'll be our future. They're the ones that's coming up after us. They're the ones that's going to do it after we're gone. They're the ones that smart, innovative minds. Like, I see young kids, like, two, three years old using cell phones, but someone that's 65, 55 don't know how to use a cell phone. Right. But yet they front on the youth. How can you put on the youth when mm. they advance more than you are? Facts. Like it's almost like they're so stuck on the hierarchy and their their positions and their levels in church. It's like they suffocating the youth and like they're not doing that. Like you'll never find an elder or older person say, let's go do outreach, let's go do stuff outside for the community. They're That's not true. gonna really do that. Like they're so confined to the church and inside. It's like even when they're in church, they have their own little groups inside of the church where they're only talking about themselves. Wow. My man said people down on the sinners as if they haven't sinned. It's one of the problems why they don't want to reach out to them as if they are dirty when God has cleaned them up. That is so true, 100%. You know Shout out to Tory. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, in all honesty, I agree with that. The thing is that I just feel like they're those who have forgotten not to cut them off, yeah. on your point, who have forgotten where they have come from. They've forgotten that God at one time, that they were sinners, that I agree with that 100%. When I want to give a shout out to my man, Patrick Petit Frere. When I want to give a shout out to my uncle, my man said, church has become a money-hungry machine, and the people on the outside see that. That is true. We got to be bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Even today, I was reading the newspaper, right, about the Pope. He sent a bishop to go to the congregation in Nigeria, in Nigeria, they, they're like, no, we don't want him to be the Pope here. Why didn't they pick someone locally mm. that knows the people, that can actually help the people, that's been with the people? Fact. Why pick someone from all the way on the outside to come and deliver religion to them when he doesn't even know the people, he doesn't know the community, he doesn't know the neighborhood? Yeah. Has he become political? The Pope said that if they don't accept the person that they put into power, that those bishops will lose all of their position. You see, that's what it's about now. Like they forgot about what actually makes the body of pe- of church, which is the people. Mm. The the Bible says in Christ says, "Wherever few gather in my name, I am present." Mm. It doesn't 
It's not the building that counts, it's the people that are in it. Because we all in church trying to look like perfect statues, like like church is a museum of good people and it's a hospital for the broken. A lot of people, once they get cleaned up, like they forget and then they look down upon people yep. who are doing the same sins that they did growing That's up. Right. It's almost like they forgot that they were young and they were dumb at one time and that they had to mature and grow up. And there was someone that mm -hmm. was mentoring them, someone older, someone that was wiser, someone that had the heart that helped mm -hmm. them in the first place. Yes, yes. And they don't they don't know that they're like they're perfect. I mean, I can never act like I'm perfect because I know where I came from. Like I'm reminded of my sins every single day. Me too. Every single day. Me and too. I walk amongst the sinners, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just today I was speaking to a guy that's addicted to crack cocaine and he told me like his whole life has been crazy. Like he said that he's been abused mentally and physically growing up. And he's at 55 right now. He told me that he never lived a full life. As in, he never got married. He never had children. His heart was broken. Yeah. And his reality was so was so ruined and so shattered that he just stayed within a haze of cocaine. Mm. Like he would take drugs until he fell out and did not know where he was or what he did the night before. So he would be so so high because he did not want to be within his reality mm. and. As he was so high, his life passed him by. Mm. Like I saw another video where it said that the worst part of being an addict is not actual drugs. Mm. It's the thing that the drug takes you away from, and that's your reality. I keep feeling you right now. I because, keep feeling you. Because there's so much stuff in front of you in your real life that you smoke so that you could hide behind the haze. You do heroin so you don't have to feel the pain. You do Novocaine. You, mm. you pop pills. You do all kind of stuff. And these people, like, they need help. Like, we could minister to these people, we could talk to these people, but a lot of us don't, like, we turn our backs on them. Like, even yeah. people within our own church that needs our help, we turn our backs on them. Let's read some of the comments. Go ahead. Um, my man said, um, people go to church for healing and deliverance, and they leave back uh, because it's entertainment, reminding them of the street. They have brought the world inside the church. I want to basically say that the church is me and you. The church should be a movement to agree with what you're saying. It's about giving back, touching lives, making a difference, showing people the love of Christ. The two for poor in the church is basically simple. We're here to show, ah, that's what I'm talking about. Yo, you need to come for the, yo, next Monday, yo, pop through, yo, come, yo, come through. You the person's book card? I'm not too sure, we'll check. Yeah, we'll check, we'll check, okay, okay. My man said, the President of the United States says, let's make America great again. Let's come with these young brothers on this live and allow God to make his church great again. These young men need support. I do anything you want to say to that? I think we do need support, but here's the thing. I'm open. Since I started my ministry, whoever want to work with me, I've always been able to work with them. Like, I, I, I'll never think I'm better than nobody, regardless of who I speak to, who I sit next to, who I meet, what degrees I get, or what job I, I have. I'll always be able to sit down with whoever who wants to sit down with me. All you got to do is contact us through Facebook, through email, raycard12b at yahoo.com, and just hit us up. And you could be part of our live stream, you could support, you could be part of the movement, part of the ministry, part of everything that we're doing. We're going to be doing a diaper drive soon to support all of the single mothers in the shelters who, who mm. need help. We're going to start with Brooklyn, we're going to move to Queens, and then we're going to go to Manhattan, Harlem, Uptown, the Bronx. The Bronx need help right now. Bronx is doing very bad. Mm. You know? Wow. Like, I work in the Bronx, and these people living under 200% poverty levels. They're living off of $15,000 to $12,000 a year. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Imagine that you only got $200 a month to live off of. I went to ask my uncle, this guy right here, we, we're doing the same ministry. We're just working together. I love his vision, uncle. He's really, really about 
ministry. So I want to give a shout out to you, Uncle, for that. It's my man right here. 50 grand official, you feel me? Yeah. Welcome to Brooklyn Finest. Wow. Our, film. our ministry was the Laoli City Youth Ministry, the Fresh SBA Church. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the youth president over there. I'm also the AY director. Mm. I'm the associate chaplain for the Franco Haitian Youth Federation. But we recently merged with Friends of Jesus Church, and now we're called the Jordan River SBA Youth Ministry. Mm-hmm. So the ministry is growing. The ministry is also growing. But I also have my own ministry, which is the Rokar Junior Well Ministry, basically an online ministry. Whenever I preach at the church, I put it online because I don't only want to touch the people that come to church. I don't want to just touch Brooklyn. I just I don't want to touch one place. Mm-hmm. When I post it online on Facebook, it's seen by millions of people. Well, yeah. not millions yet. The most I ever got was a couple thousand. That's a, no, no, he's trying to be modest. <laughs> over. It's got to be modest. Over 10,000. Being modest. It'll be modest. It's all good. Yeah, but yeah. being where I'm from and where I grew up, I would have never thought that I could touch hundreds and thousands of people. You know, I would have never thought that because growing up in a certain com- community, like your yeah, self-esteem is only limited to what you see in front of you. Facts. And... If you don't elevate yourself personally and spiritually and God come and touch you and you get that divine intervention, mm. you're going to be stuck within the confines of your neighborhood, you know? And that could handicap you in some sort. Fact. And a lot of us, unfortunately, we suffer from that. Fact. Like, we don't want to go outside of ourselves or work with other people. Like, God has given everybody talent. And I feel like the more you work with other people, the more you achieve. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Mm. If we all work together, we'll achieve more. Right now, I'm working with Brother Sanders, you know? Yeah. I'm working with a lot of different youths. Yeah. We all, a lot of everybody. Shout out to Blue Angels Drum Corps. Shout out to Franco Haitian Youth Federation. Shout out to everybody that support me, and I support you. That's what we're talking about. Definitely, definitely want to give a shout out to Eli Alexis, my cousin Gene, for watching this live stream. I'm really, really excited. I wanted to ask about the, going back to the Bronx. How bad is, is the Bronx, basically? Your witness, because I've never, I've never known what's going on exactly. Okay. Um, I, I worked in the Bronx, and since I've worked in the Bronx, I've met at least five heroin and crack addicts, personally. Wow. And most of the time when I talk to them, it's basically about how they grew up. Like, I, I know a guy, he works in a, he lives in assisted housing. Assisted housing, basically, when you're not able to live on your own, mm. you live in a building where people supervise you, like they watch you 24 mm. hours. It's almost like you were growing up living in a daycare. Wow. Because you can't take care of yourself. And it's like, Bronx is like that. It's like these people, like, they grow up watching this stuff because their parents are doing it. Mm. Say, for example, you grew up in a single-parent home, right? Your mom got maybe, like, three, four baby daddies, and then... Poor education. You grow up to the age of sixteen. What what happened? Mm. You get somebody else pregnant. They have a baby. Mm. You you leave her. You go to somebody else. You get them pregnant. You leave her. You go to somebody wow. else. You end up in jail. You end up dead. Wow. You a male. Now the woman she got two three kids by two different two three different dudes. She's not really thinking about education. She's not really trying to go to college. She's not wow. really trying to make much of herself. So what she do? She ends up on public assistance. Mm. Now if she's on public assistance. If she do get a man. She can't really marry him because if she marry him, she loses her public assistant. Wow. So then, basically, like, the government's school-feeding people. Like, they give you public assistance shelter that pays for your rent. They give you Section 8 that pays for your rent. They give you public assistance cash. They give you a little bit of money in cash in your hand. Then they give you food stamps. So basically, you get food stamps, you get housing, and you get a little bit of cash. You're not going to do nothing. You're going to become lazy. If you do want extra money, you can't do it on the books. You got to do illegal. So you either sell drugs or you sell yourself. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's called yes. a system for a reason. And I learned the system through my job and I understand it. 
It's like you gotta break out the system. You see us, like, we come from a different country, so when we come here, our parents are still in us to work. Like, you know, house, school, and work, you know? So you go to school, you go to work, you know, if you're going to school, you're going to work, you're building yourself towards something. You're going to school to learn. Eventually, after you learn, you can get degrees. After you get degrees, you get a good job. After you get a good job, you get married, you have kids, you build a foundation, and you keep God within that foundation. A lot of people do not have that. Like, they're broken. They start off broken. Like, they're either broken in their house, or they're broken in their mind, or they're broken spiritually. And some people, they feel like they're broken spiritually to the point where they can't come back. Mm. Like, some of them feel like, Oh, I'm gonna come to God eventually, or I'm gonna put God on hold. How you gonna fix yourself without God helping to fix you and it's God that made you? Mm, sure. That's real talk. That's real talk. Yo, speaking the truth. I think that's why I think that's why I know that's why it's very crucial for us to really, really make a difference, really do something. I agree, bro. It's real. It's real, man. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel right now we lack leaders, especially in the black community. Because mm. we represent the black community. We got to look after our own because yeah. the black community right now is suffering. Facts. Like the Jewish community, they're good. Thank mm-hmm. God for that. They understand, they understand the mindset that teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hispanics, they stick together, you know? Regardless if they got a lot or they got a little, they stick together. The right. whites, they stick together. Like, there's no shame in them having white pride. Mm. But for some reason, when blacks gotta come together, they all scared to come together. It's either they talking bad about one another, or they don't trust one another, or they don't wanna work with each other, or they looking out for their own personal agenda. What's good, JoJo? It's my man speaking the truth. Say what up to my man. Official. Up, man? So, so it's like, so it's like, mm. we lack someone. I guess that has, like my son Nas said, we lack someone that has the testicular fortitude mm. to do what they gotta do yes. in order for them to step up and be that person. Because not anybody could be that leader. Because if you're leading, you're gonna have a lot of schoolism. There's gonna be people who's gonna try to buy you. If they can buy you, then they can sell you. Then they're gonna call you a sellout. And then there's people looking out for their personal agendas. There's people that are scared to stand up for black pride. Like, during the presidency of Barack Obama, more black people was killed on camera than any other presidency in the world, bro. That's it's like every week a black man was getting shot on camera. Every week a black man was getting shot on camera. You see how we're on camera right now live? There was black men getting shot and killed just like this on live. Yeah. And what happened? Not guilty. Exactly. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. All acquitted. Mm-hmm. All acquitted. And, and during that height of what did we do? We didn't do nothing. We just sat there and we watched. Nobody did nothing. I wrote to Obama about it. I wrote to the White House about it. I shared it on Facebook. Basically, all he said was, there's a big brother initiative where basically one brother got to look out for the other brother. Okay, here's my brother. I'm looking out for my brother. But what if my other brother, he has a bad state of mind. He doesn't like this brother. He doesn't like this brother. Then he shoots this brother. Now this brother got to shoot this brother because this is our mentality and this is the general that we live in. We act like there's only four corners or there's only one block or two blocks. And then we live in that one block, two block mind state where it's like the only thing that we see in front of us is what we believe. Like even now, my mind was confined where I did not even see the world for what it was. It wasn't until I started traveling the world, started seeing different things and how people live that I really started to understand life. 
like my first time on the airplane was when I went to LA. When I went to LA, it's almost like I found myself spiritually as I sat on the beach on Venice and I watched the sunset. I was like, yo, they gotta be different because I'm on the other side of the US. Just the same kid was on the block a few years ago. And now if I can make it over here, there's, I'm not the only one that could do this. You understand? We all have the same 24 hours. Like the beggar and the million and the billionaire have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just that a lot of people don't understand life. That's real. That's real, bro. That is real. So every Monday night, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to inspire your minds. We're going to transform your minds into the mindset of Christ. And we need people to come out and pop out. Talk about life. You know what I'm saying? We want to promote young um, Christian entrepreneurs who's about their community, who's about touching lives, making a difference. And, and, and we need... Um, people who are on their 180 mindset, not on their 360. So we want that. We're looking forward to that. I'm excited to work with this amazing man of God. It's about to go down tremendously, straight up. Brother Finn, why do you think we like leaders in our community? Well, I think um, we like leaders because, number one, back in the day, um, you know, you had a lot of great leaders, like um, a lot of great, other than Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Um, Marcus Garvey, a lot of our leaders, they got eliminated, assassinated, they got um, sent um, out to different countries because ridiculed, and as a result, if we look at the, um, if you guys have watched the documentary on the Black Panthers, um, people noticed that, you know, the more, the more, the more we kept on trying to do good, the more that they wanted to get, the more that, you know, they got targeted, they became discouraged. So they said, you know what, let's go on the, the 360 route. People became very discouraged. People became very heartbroken. And people became fear, very fearful. And that's why I feel that we have lacked that tremendously. I think what we need to do as a people is we should not be discouraged. We should not be fearful. We have made it um, by the grace of God. I mean, black people are one of the strongest people in the planet. We have seen so much oppression. We have seen so much, so much destruction. And I, and I think what we need to do is really just move forward and not be discouraged by that. It's going to take guys like myself and you to really show that, to really make things happen. You know what I'm saying? And whatever happens to us, God be praised. God be praised. God be glorified. Um, we seem to keep moving, 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 moving forward. And, and that's what I say. I think it's more fear. So do you think it's dangerous to stand up for something good? Oh, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Martin Luther King said that. It, no, but I'm saying, do you think it's a dangerous thing? Oh, it is a dangerous thing. It is a dangerous thing. But I think... Even in church, if we stand up, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. It comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. Because of the territory. Like, I realize whenever you stand up against any administration, yeah. you get targeted, you get exiled, and then you basically get shunned. Like, people start to try to make you look like you're crazy, like you don't know what you're talking about, like you have no sense, like they know everything and you know nothing. And it's basically like you, you get scrutinized. It's like you. It's like, you gotta be strong to be a leader, bro. Facts. Because not everyone behind you is gonna stand with you, bro. Facts, facts. Like, a perfect example, I remember when I was younger, 
you was about to fight these dudes on the block. My God. It was five of us and five of them. Mm. And I told everybody I was with, I was like, yo, we about to fight them. It's five of them, five of us. If anything, if we knock one of them out first, then it'll be five of us four, and then we'll just win. I was like, yo, once they come, we, we got a cop on them, we're gonna fight. They said, okay, cool. Everybody said, okay, cool. Everybody said, okay, cool. As soon as we started to fight, ended up being four on five. One of my dudes ended up getting jumped because one of the dudes that was with us ran away. Mm. When we looked up, he, he said his mother was calling him. Mm. So it's, so just because you got five people with you, don't mean five people, all five people is going to fight with you. Because not everybody going to have the same heart. Not everybody got the same heart to lead. And not everybody has the heart to fight either. You know? You got to make sure who you have with you on your team. Because a leader is only as strong as his team. That's and true. if your team isn't strong, your team is not official, then you can't really go far. That's true. That's true. I agree. I agree. I agree, bro. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. With, with that being said, um, we wanted to let you guys know that we are going to have um, this diaper drive coming up. And we are going to put up the flyer. Um, we're going to be taking care of Brooklyn first. And we're going to hit up all the boroughs. I'm very, very, very excited about that. 20,000 boxes from size 1 through 6. Um, as soon as this live stream is over, we're definitely going to um, put the PayPal account up and put up the flyer and share it. And we're going to need people. Once we get the funds, the sufficient funds to do what we need to do, we're going to need a team of people in Brooklyn first to go out to the different shelters. Um, I already got to connect for Brooklyn 12 News. I'm going to find out what we can do to get Eyewitness News to come out and, you know, use various spots to do that because we got to start somewhere. And from then and there, we're going to make this, this happen. So we definitely need your contribution. We definitely need your participation. We definitely need you to come out because it's just two of us. We need y'all guys to come out, pop out, let people know the word. Once we have these pampers, you know what I'm saying, we're we going to show you guys, let people know so we can really be a blessing to the mothers in the homeless shelters, to the mothers in the family shelters, to the, to the mothers in the women's shelters, to the mothers in the projects, to the mothers who need. We want to be a blessing to you tremendously. So we're really looking forward for this. I'm excited. We're going to make this happen, like, for real, for real. And um, why diapers, though? Like, why, why choose to start with diaper drive? Explain that. Because the thing is that a lot of our mothers are single. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to Rebecca. Yes, Bob. yes. Shout out to Michael Bob. I see you watching. Salute to you as well, too. Much, much salute to you. Um, because, so why diapers? Huh? Why diapers? Well, the reason diapers is because that is something that a lot of mothers need. That's something that a lot of mothers lack. They don't really have it like that. And we want to be a blessing to the mothers in um, the community. That's the goal and 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 the objective. So we want to really touch that. And from then and there, we know we build New York City. And from there, we move forward. And whatever you got in mind, I'm with it. We want to just push and support each other 100. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, like the real world is this. You know. Yeah. I feel like in order to build yourself up, you need to be real with yourself, you need to be real with the people around you. Also, in order to repair yourself, you must be real with God. Wow. 
God always want to keep it real with you, but you also got to keep it real with God. That's true. I feel like a lot of people, like, they deal with a lot of struggles in everyday life, and they feel like they can fix their own struggles. That's they true. can help themselves get better. That's or they're like, I'm going to fix myself first, then go back to God. Yep. How does that make sense? Mm. Like, we see through the life of Jesus Christ, basically, like, he chose broken people. Mm. He not only chose broken people, he worked with broken people, and he made them join his ministry. None of the people that he worked with were perfect. He, he did not wait for them to fix themselves before he asked them to join him. No, as long as that they were willing to change, as long as they were willing to help other people, he walked with them. Mm. Like, even when Jesus waited at the well for the woman, he waited for her, wow. you know? Wow. Jesus waited for a lot of us, but we're saying that, oh, no, we're not ready, we're not ready, we're not ready. In the book of Revelations, it says that, if Jesus Christ came knocking on your door right now, would you open? Would you be like, no, no, not yet, Jesus, not yet, mm-hmm. not yet. So when will it be? A funeral? A wake? A tragedy? That's a very good question. You posted. That's a good question. That's what I want to know. What do you think, viewers? What are people waiting on for them to go back to Christ? Like, what exactly are they waiting upon? Mm-hmm. Because, honestly... I feel like we all reach that moment in life where we be like, we gotta be real with ourselves. Yes, we gotta sir. be real with ourselves and we gotta be real with the people around us. Mm. Or we're always gonna stay in the same situation, the same predicament all That's the true. time. That's true. All the time. That's real. What do you think people are waiting on? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people are complacent. A lot of people are, especially in church, a lot of people are complacent, a lot of people are lazy. They're seeing the same old, same old, and I think what we need, I know what I, I know what we need, we need more trendsetters. Uh, what we're doing right here is a start. This right here is, I know you've done a lot of things for the community. I've done a lot of things for the community. I think we just need to combine and show people, hey, listen, let's get the ball rolling. Gotta motivate them, gotta show them, gotta inspire them. So I just feel like we just need more trendsetters, more leaders who are bold, like ourselves, to show, hey, listen, Let's make it happen. Let's make change. Because, you know, we can't change the world unless we change ourselves. So that's how it starts with first, you know what I'm saying? Real talk, no, no one ever did this before, you know? Start a talk show on live, at least not in the SBA. Yeah, no, that's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I, 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 that's true. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, um, and I'm not trying to take no shots. You know, I feel I commend the Franco-Haitian Federation. I commend Daniel. Command all the leaders. You guys are really, really like about it. You guys really have the fire. We have the zeal. I went to church the other day, and um, you know, one of our churches. And bro, it's it's dry. There's no, there's no young people. It's like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I commend you guys on what you're doing. We just need to continue to combine with each other and let's make it happen. It's true. This, it's 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 sad. It's it's a bad situation. But as leaders. We can't let that happen in our watch. So that's why we combine it. I agree, bro, 100%. So why, do you, so why do you think people are scared to talk openly like this, especially like online or Facebook? Um, fear. They don't want to be labeled. They don't want to be talked about. They don't want to deal with the scrutiny. Label what? Label as they're crazy. They, 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 they bug it. Because <laughs> they speak they're speaking the truth. You know, when you speak the truth, you know, people people feel a type of way about that. But you got to stay continue. You got to let, let them know, listen, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not doing no fraud situation. I'm not, I'm not looking down on my brothers and my sisters. I'm just saying to inspire 
and motivate minds. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing, when you're doing something positive, you're not going to get the hate from the streets. You're not going to get the hate from the gangbangers. You're not going to get the hate from the OG. You're going to get hate from the leaders that, that be who think very close-minded, you know what I'm saying, and who's not really about it. But you gotta still, you gotta still keep it pushing. You gotta still inspire. You still gotta change life regardless because they need people like us. They need people like us. So yeah, that's real talk. Because like I said, when I started my ministry, it was people that I knew outside church that supported me more than people in church. I guess the people that already had their established positions and established ministries, they felt like they was too big to come and help. <laughs> I guess <laughs> real talk, bro. And it's like. When they seen that my ministry grew, when they seen the size of it, and they seen like everybody coming out support, they saw the videos, they saw the pictures. That's when I was like, "Oh, let me work with you. Like, mm-hmm. come on, let's go do it." Really? It's like I had to build it from the ground up. Like, you know how much people used to look down upon, like what we was doing. Like, these kids don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to have a youth day every every month, mm-hmm. but we pay for that out of pocket because we believe in ourselves when nobody else believed in us. Right. Now everybody wanna. Jump on a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at how it transcends into this. This is a life where we're not stuck under a certain, you know, rule book where people telling us don't do this, don't say that, don't yeah. talk about this. This is controversy. Leave this alone. No, we're under our own accord and we're speaking live to the people, and the people are hearing everything that we gotta say. Yeah. So the last words for the book. Yeah, man, it was real. It was good vibe with this guy. I'm excited about this night show that we're gonna be doing. Let's make it happen. And guys, anybody want to participate for the next one coming up Monday, come out. Pop out. We want you guys to come out tremendously. We're really looking forward for that 100%. So, um, O'Keefe, I say what's up to you, King. Let me definitely, um, while he's working on this thing, I'm going to definitely, when we, when we go, we definitely want to work on um, getting um, for next Monday, right? Yeah. All right. So the last word that I got to say just before we go is, Community service is important. Yes. It's one thing to minister out your mouth and just talk and talk and talk. It's another thing to show actions. Yes. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Therefore, a man will be judged by the actions and by the character and his principles. In order for you to leave a legacy, you have to leave a physical imprint on not only mm. your personal life, but on the lives of everyone else around you. Yes. And even the lives in the world, you know? Yes. When all this is said and done, they're gonna ask, what was your contribution to this world? Did you impact it? Did you use your God-given talents to help save the world and make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. Or did you just stand around and waste time? Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's all about representing your last name, representing the culture, representing where you're from, mm-hmm. and helping to make the world a better place. That's real. Yeah, that's real. Let me get this spot for you, man. Yo, it was real. I appreciate you. Salute to my, my followers and over over uh, my man uh, live stream as well too. We appreciate y'all 100. Let's end with a prayer. Let's right. stand and Father God, we want to thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. We want to thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do upon our lives. We want to thank you, Lord, for being a good and wonderful God. I want to thank you, Lord, for everybody who took their busy time, Father God, to just watch the stream. I pray, Father God, that you may bless them and all their endeavors, Father God that they want to make an impact, that they want to make a difference as well too. Because Lord, they don't want to just be spectators. They want to be participators. They want to be disciples for your kingdom. Good God, I pray that you may bless this amazing man, Father God, him and his family. I pray you may continue to order his steps. And I pray, Father God, as we continue to 
work with one another, Father God. You may continue to humble us. Help us to build each other. Help us to encourage each other. Help us to support one another. Help us to show this gospel. And Father God, we know that this diaper drive will be a success for your glory. That something big will grow out of this. A movement will grow. We thank you for being wonderful and amazing. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We thank you once again for joining us. And we see you next week around 7.30 Monday for the real word. If you want to join what about live stream, join our discussion. Just hit me up on Facebook or email me at raycard, R-A-Y-C-A-R-D, one, two, B as in boy, at yahoo.com. Um, or hit me up on Facebook through the private message. And vice versa, you can also hit me on Facebook as well, too. Definitely. So we see you again next week, and we thank you all for joining us. Take care. Take care. Peace. Peace.